Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today, we are speaking with Christelle Kiefer, Global Product Manager for Robotics Education at ABB Robotics. She leads the Global Solutions Center for Education and collaborates with colleagues and educators worldwide to determine the educational products and solutions needed to train the future workforce in robotics and automation. Her current position is informed by her prior roles as business development manager and director of training, where she developed competitive analyses and benchmarked industry trends for training programs. She also created and implemented certification programs for industry professionals, educators, and students. Christelle earned her master's degree in training and development and instructional system design and her bachelor's degree in human resource development from Oakland University. Christelle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Catherine. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you today. What is the approach that ABB has taken toward training and educating the workforce? So the approach that ABB has taken toward training the um, workforce and educating the current workforce is by offering tech, uh, technical training and support to our customers. We provide virtual instructor-led training so anyone across the United States can engage with our training virtually with a live instructor. We provide interactive online web-based training, some of which is free, in-person training at one of our seven locations, and we provide training on-site at a customer's location. We have over 50 instructor-led courses in the topics of robot programming, electrical troubleshooting, mechanical and preventative maintenance. We have software training and training on specific applications such as welding or paint, vision systems, material handling, spot, spot laser welding, and uh, we can do customized courses on a variety of ABD robots. And I think I've seen you uh, working some of those uh, training uh, machines on your LinkedIn page. Uh, would you highlight some of ABB's programs and technologies that are preparing workers for careers in robotics and automation? Yeah, so we have robots that range from four kilograms all the way to 800 kilogram robots. We have collaborative robots, but I think I'd like to highlight our robot studio simulation and offline programming software. And with robot studio, it allows robot programming to be done on a PC. The tool allows a very realistic simulation to be performed using real robot programs and configuration files that are identical to what's using, used on the shop floor. And our robot studio software can be used in classrooms for educators and students to learn robotics. If there's no robots or very few robots in the classroom, that's not an issue. All the students and you know students can engage using Robot Studio and it can be paired with augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality, but keeping in mind that this software is what our industry uses as well. So for example, a user could program and simulate an ABB robot to 3D print a part to ensure it's exactly how they want it without wasting material and then seamlessly upload that program onto a robot and let the robot run the program they created. And the good thing is with Robot Studio, we donate 100 licenses to schools and anyone can download the software. So there's a free 30-day trial to experience how powerful the software is. Um, we also offer certification programs for industry professionals to become 
certified robot programmers. We have learning paths for industry professionals to go through and they can be certified as a robot programmer or a maintenance technician. And then we also offer globally recognized STEM certification programs for educators and students in high schools, colleges, and universities. So, And do some of those offerings that, that AVB is, is using to prepare uh, the workforce, does that in include uh, some of the, uh, the new industry 4.0 technologies or what others call the factory of the future? Yeah, so we have four collaborative robots um, that we train on. We have our dual arm collaborative robot called the Yumi, a single arm Yumi, and then the Gofa, which is really popular right now. Very easy to program via lead through teach where the user just has to click a button to enable the lead through feature and they can move the robot exactly where they want it to be, click the button, and then it, it records the work instructions. But there's also on several ways to program a clever collaborative robot. The lead through, you can do it via wizard easy programming where it's a blockly kind of drag and drop the work instructions. So in my eyes, those industry 4.0 technologies of using the collaborative robots it makes it easy not only for industry to use, but also for kids to be exposed to as well. And in, in general, you know, um, you know, because I know you work with educators, you work with companies. Um, uh, what can educators do to better adapt to this rapidly changing landscape in manufacturing to better prepare graduates and existing workers? So I think when I I think there's several gaps that need to be bridged between academia and industry. And you know, before students get to higher ed, I think educators must expose students early on to these technologies. Elementary school is not too early to expose kids to technologies that the industry is using. A academia is very theory-based and research-oriented. Industry is application-based. So it's important that the content that's taught in the schools incorporates real-world scenarios. I think students need to take their findings when they do the research, turn it into a commercial product that's essential in today's market that is in high demand that can be profitable. So making the most out of their projects and the research to prepare for the real world. And then also rather than focusing on the grades that they get or that the teacher gives them, it's really important that students understand the challenges that they faced when they did their projects and how they overcame the challenges for each project they did. Uh, this is how it is an industry. We focus on each project. We learn from each one by identifying the challenges and overcoming it. But another thing I'd like to highlight as well is soft skills, also known as, known as professional skills. So you have critical thinking skills, collaboration skills, time management, meeting deadlines, you know, email etiquette, all of those professional skills, you know, are, are valuable and it's what differentiates a candidate and helps them stand out when they do come in for interviews and they are able to identify, you know, yes, I learned STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, but on top of that, I did this project and this is the challenge I faced and this is how I worked as a team. Those examples and, you know, bringing a portfolio with you to an interview as a student, I think really differentiates you from who else is out there. 
um, and what they've done. I do encourage when students reach out to me on LinkedIn, I encourage them to share their projects on LinkedIn. I think it helps them get the visibility from the industry. Uh, so that's really important. Maybe educators can sh show students how to create a professional profile to showcase their portfolio, whether it be LinkedIn or their own website. But uh, another topic on, you know, how can educators better adapt to the changing landscape and prepare these graduates is making sure that their courses are continually being reviewed, making sure they're up to date, making sure the technology in the classroom is the latest and greatest technologies. And I think it's important to have an advisory board industry and education collaborating collaborating together to see you know what's the content being taught what needs to be updated and we also need to make sure we're supporting these educators because we talk about the skills gap and the worker shortage and we think worker shortage you know there's a shortage of welders there's a shortage of industry workers but there's also a shortage of educators and knowing that some educators don't have a background in robotics, but they may have a background in welding, we have to make sure that we're supporting the educators, we're providing them with the training that they need and the information they need about the current and future technologies because they're the root of the success for the students and our future workforce. So I really think, you know, the relationship between academia and industry, there has to be a strong relationship to, you know, serve the better of our company and set our students up for success. Uh, that is well put. And I, I remember, I, I don't know which principal of Massbridge said this, but I'm sure you've heard this saying, you know, that, uh, you know, the, you can get hired on your technical skills, but you can definitely get fired on your soft skills or lack thereof. So mm -hmm. I'm horribly paraphrasing that. But, <laughs> um but uh, definitely well said. So if uh, we're talking in particular about uh, about uh, women and underrepresented minorities, I mean, do you have some, some thoughts on the approaches that educators could take to support these groups to pursue careers in this industry? So exposure at a young age to girls and to the underrepresented minorities is important. They have, there's STEM buses. So buses that have industry 4.0 technologies that go from school to school. It's great to have that bus tour around and it's a great way for students to be exposed to those technologies, but also having speakers visit the school who are women or underrepresented minorities, showing videos in the classroom about women in the workplace and underrepresented minorities, having virtual interviews with this, uh, you know, the women. Also, I'm going to start all over because I didn't like that. That's quite all right. <laughs> okay. So exposure at a young age to girls to the underrepresented, oh, starting over. Exposure at a young age to girls to the underrepresented minorities and, you know, is really important. We have STEM buses, so that have different technologies that tour around. I think it's a great way for the buses to visit the schools and expose all kids to industry 4.0 technologies. Having speakers visit the schools who are women or underrepresented minorities, showing videos or having virtual interviews with women in the workplace and underrepresented minorities. Reading books to the class about successful people in their careers is another way. 
But I'd also like to highlight that disabilities matter too. You know, showing those with disabilities that they can be involved in robotics and automation is huge. When we participated in National Manufacturing Day last year, we had a couple children who were autistic programming robots. And they weren't intimidated uh, because robots are becoming easy to use. Earlier, you know, the earlier the kids are exposed to them, the less intimidated, the less complex, the less, less challenging it looks. You know, you see toddlers using iPads and our cobots can easily be programmed through the lead through teach feature where they're moving the robot arm in a certain location and pressing a button. And then also, you know, the wizard easy programming where it's the Blockly where they're clicking and, you know, pointing and dragging the work instructions for the robot. So really easy way to program the robots and also important to encompass the, you know, people with disabilities. Oh, that's great. Uh, I'm going to turn the page on you a little bit and, sure. um, and uh, I, I'd like to know more about the uh, educational pathway that you took and how you started working at ABB. What advice would you give to those interested in, in more of a you know, support-driven non-engineering or technician role who may not have considered manufacturing as a career before? Uh, I was always interested in cars growing up. My dad was a tool and die maker and a welder who worked on sunroofs for cars. So after I graduated with my bachelor's in human resources, I really wanted to work in manufacturing. I got ended up getting a job in human resources at an automotive plant. And I, I love the smell of the cars being built. I loved watching the cars being built. The robots spot welding the car bodies and sparks flying was super cool to see. I enjoyed seeing the robots painting the, ro the cars. So, you know, working in automotive in an automotive plant isn't for everyone, but I enjoyed it. So I knew manufacturing was for me. I ended up leaving the automotive, automotive manufacturer because I was getting my master's degree in training and development instructional design. So I really wanted to get a career where I was developing training. I worked for Raytheon where I was developing training for an automotive company, also did some training instructional design work for the military, marine, aerospace, and some STEMS topics. So it was really great to learn all these different things and developing training on different topics. That was exciting for me. I then had the opportunity to work my way up and become a training manager, but this, this time it was at a healthcare company. And I built an entire training team and all the training for the facilities in the U.S. So that was a great experience. I, I missed the manufacturing aspect of it, but it was nice to see, you know, how healthcare worked. Uh, then ABB posted a job for the director of training role, and I applied for that. And I think the ABB team could see the drive and passion I had for this role. And with my degree in training and prior experience, it made me a perfect fit for the role, and I haven't left since. So that's kind of an overview of my pathway, uh, knowing that, you know, my background wasn't engineering, but I had a passion for manufacturing, got me where I'm at. So my advice is to find out what you enjoy doing. What's your passion? What excites you? And if you don't know, it's okay. Just explore, you know, technology is nothing to be intimidated by. Try out new things. Find out what you enjoy doing and pursue it. You don't need to have an engineering degree to work in manufacturing. You don't have to be a man to work in manufacturing either. So it's a really exciting time to work in robotics. Robotics, you know, robots are finding their way into every industry, shoe manufacturers, electronics, healthcare, automotive, 
construction, the food industry, you name it, robots are making their way into all businesses. So that's my advice. Go after what you're passionate about and make uh, sure you're taking the time to explore different things. All right. Good advice. Christelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much, Catherine, for this opportunity. I hope you have a wonderful week.